0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 33. No, not welcome back. Welcome to, because this is the beginning of the episode. Welcome to episode 33 of the Planet Jaden podcast. Now, for my YouTube video listeners, you might be noticing a different microphone. And this is a microphone that I've had. Um... However, last episode, I did an ad read with this microphone, and I was like, what the hell? That mic sounds better. So, my backup has now become the main, and the main is now the backup, as most things are, right? Um, In today's episode, I want to play a little computer game, a choose-your-own-adventure. It's called Dead Man Walking. It's a very lengthy game. So we probably won't finish it this episode, but who knows? Maybe I'll do a part three, four, five, six, who knows? However long this'll take me. So let's let's get started. So this is called Dead Man Walking. You are drifting through darkness, floating, weightlessness in an inky black void. Slowly you realize you are not quite awake, but coming out of unconsciousness. You must have passed out for some reason. You try and sit up, but unforeseen unforeseen forces hold your body down. With a note of frustration, you realize again that you are not fully awake, focusing your will and trying to start yourself awake. And for a moment, it seems to work. You sit up and you look around and see that you are in a dark tunnel with a very light light. You notice a man stooped over some object to your right and try to call out to him. But your voice does not work. Regardless, the man turns to you, and it is then that you see that it is not a man at all, but a smoky silhouette of a shadow in a vaguely man, man-like shape. Wow, I really can't read. Let's zoom in a little bit since I'm not wearing my glasses. Uh... The thing sets upon you in a flash, and you feel a smothering presence overpowering you in the darkness wrapping you up, holding you down, trying to invade you. In a panic, you jolt awake. This time, for real. All right, this, like, intro is, like, really long, so we're actually just gonna, like, skip ahead a little bit. Um, actually, no, let's not. I guess that kind of defeats the whole purpose. The first thing you notice is a sharp stabbing pain in your head. Reaching up, you feel your hair matted in blood and grimace as you run your fingers over the jagged edge of what must surely be a serious head wound. Part of your scalp has actually been torn free of your skull and hangs in a greasy mess over your ear. You're not bleeding from the wound very much. It seems to have clotted, but you definitely should get seen by a medical professional sooner than later. In addition, your left arm, shoulder, and side are numb. Moving them slightly, you wince at small twinges of pain here and there, but are relieved to see that they are not broken. Although it doesn't seem that you've been thrown down on that side recently with a significant force. Although it does seem that you have been thrown down on that side recently with significant force. Sitting yourself against the wall of a cool, damp stone, you take in your surroundings. The floor is of hard-packed dirt with a thick layer of dust on top from what you can feel. Quite a bit of shattered safety glass lays around you in the air you smell a mix of smoke and ozone how do you smell you smell the ozone when an electrical outlet short shorts out got it uh that and the heavy stink of blood your own maybe you do seem to have quite have lost quite a bit and something reminiscing of burning hair all in all, it is somewhat hard to breathe, as if you're not quite getting enough oxygen with each breath. Alright, I'm going to start reading this a little bit faster. It's very dark, and a dim, greenish glow stems from this huge mass of twisted metal before, before you gives enough... I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have tried to read faster, because I can't. Uh, I'm going to skip that entire sentence. Looking at the mass in front of you, you can see that it is a wreckage of a subway train, or perhaps even two trains as if one had run up the other on the same track now however the subway cars choke the dark tunnel you are in cast zigzag across the track in a crumbled and jagged pile of wreckage the greenish glow comes from inside of the smashed train cars themselves and you submerse that it would be that it would be illumination from the emergency exits okay so we're doing some critical thinking Thinking back, you try to remember how you could have arrived in such a predicament. You can't think past the pain in your head. Your memory is all cloudy. How could you have lost? How much of it have you lost? You know, every time I do one of these episodes where I just sit here and like read a lot of something, I just can't. I don't know what it is. Like my brain tries to jump ahead to like the next couple of words, and then I lose my place, and then suddenly I'm like not even reading it. I'm also holding the microphone, so if you hear this shit going bonkers, that's why. Um, Let's see. How much of it have you lost? All of it, apparently. You can't recall your own name. Looking yourself over for a clue of your own identity, you note that you are wearing reasonably savvy business attire with a gold watch. Unfortunately, the watch is broken. Its face smashed and hands stopped at 7.40 a.m. Checking your back pocket, you find your wallet, and upon looking inside, you find your license. Greg Bradley, you say to yourself, reading the name off of the ID. Alright, I'm actually gonna like shift this over. So I'm actually gonna be looking further. Further this way. I'm like like not prepared at all to be doing this. Uh-huh. That's okay. Um The address shows a street in the suburbs. There's also a photo of the wife and kids, you guess. The woman is pretty enough, and there are two cute girls, a 10-year-old and a younger one, maybe seven. A twinge of frustration creeps into your mind. Why can't you remember anything? Isn't seeing things like this supposed to jar a memory or something? You take a photo out of the wallet and tuck it into your breast pocket, checking the rest of the contents. You find a number of a low-end credit card, $50 cash, half a dozen of your own business cards, showing that you were an accountant for the morgan corporation located on the 24th floor of summit tower also in your possession is a crushed cell phone totally dead and a ring of keys including a key and fob in a to a toyota a house key a po box key a padlock key and what you think is an elevator key marked st24 incidentally your keychain also includes a small led pen light which upon testing in the darkness of the tunnel seems to offer minuscule comfort against the engulfing blackness it occurs to you that you should probably find something in the, to bandage your head with. You consider for a moment trying to use your shirt as a makeshift bandage, as it seems to work in the movies. It is in that that you hear a rattle of movement. This is scary. From within a pile of the train wreckage before you, followed by a long mournful sounding groan. Instinctively, you turn, you quickly turn off your penlight and remain still, waiting to see what is making the noise, yet without yet revealing your presence. You don't hear the sound again and wonder if it was some person trapped in there, in the twisted subway cars, waiting for you to make the first move. Now it's time for some options, thank God. So we have quite a bit of options. Wait quietly for help to arrive. Bind your head with a cloth from from your shirt. Call out to whoever is there. Try to sneak towards the source of the sound without revealing your presence. Ignore the sound and climb through the wreckage to the front of the subway, or ignore the sound and climb through the wreckage to the rear of the subway. Um, I'm going to bind my head with the cloth. Yeah, because that should be priority number one. You tear some strips from your shirt. The noise seems to attract attention from a person trapped in the train wreckage. The low, mournful groans suddenly turn into heavily desperate panting snarls and a flurry of rattled and shaking from that direction. Whatever is making that noise does not sound very well off. Or even sane at this point. You quickly bind your head, and now we have more options. Wait to see what happens. Go to see if you can help this poor soul. Ignore the person in the wreckage and climb through the mess to the front of the subway, or ignore the person in the wreckage and climb through the mess to the rear of the subway. I think I would probably ignore the person, but do we want to go to the front, through the front of the subway, or the rear? That is the question. We, we're going to go through the front. You move quickly, ignoring the mess behind you and the throbbing pain of your injuries, making your way over through the wreckage of the train cars that scattered the tunnel in the direction the train was headed before the wreck. Along the way, you see dead bodies everywhere, smashed into the twisted metal of the train wreckage cars, each each more gruesome than the last. Disturbingly, you also notice an unusually large amount of entrails scattered about that's fucking nasty you somehow doubt that there are this many people that could have been disemboweled simultaneously by a train wreckage even when a series serious as the one had appeared to be you're not sure and you certainly don't want to get close enough to find out firsthand but some of the bodies even look as if they have been scav savaged as if by some wild animals rendering jaws i hate this as you get further along, you notice a large number of bloody footprints headed in the same direction you're going. They seem to be joined by more and more footprints as you pass through the mangled subway cars after another. As you pass through one mangled subway car after another. Um. All right, some of this seems irrelevant, but again, we're going to read it anyways. Thank you to today's sponsor, No Mouth Extracts. No mouth extracts is a premium THC wax manufacturer that focuses on high quality ingredients to ensure the best experience possible to learn more. Use the link at the top of the description of this episode. Now I do have to say this product does contain cannabis and should only be possessed or consumed by a person 21 years of age or older. Uh, You must have struck your head when you landed knocking you out of knocking you out for who knows how long. On that thought, you risk approaching a random victim's arm sticking out of the wreckage to take their watch. Unlike yours, this one still works and indicates the time to be 6.08 p.m. If that's correct, your watch indicates the time of the crash. This means that you were out for roughly 10 hours. Wow, you'd better not go back to sleep until you get yourself to a hospital, or you might not wake up again. You also find a working cell phone in the aisles as you go through and see see that it still works, but there's no signal down here in the subway tunnel. Looking at the first car of your train, you see that it is completely flattened under the rear cars of another train. It looks as if the first train was stopped on the tracks and your train somehow ran into the back of it at a rather high rate of speed. Um, continuing on, you cautiously pass through these scattered cars of this train as, with as much of the same sense of carnage cast before your eyes until you finally arrive at the head of the first train. Unlike your train, the first car of this train is relatively intact. You know that you are at the very front of the train. You know that at the very front of the train is a control room, which hopefully will have at least a first aid kit and if you're lucky, a working radio. As you approach, you see all the bloody footprints leave the train at this point and continue down the tunnel of the direction of the train, the direction the train was headed. Um, they are quickly lost, however, in a hard-packed dirt and darkness of the tunnel itself, though following them won't be a problem. You've only got one direction to go, unless you want to turn around and go back the way you came. There is only one option. Search the train's control room before deciding what to do. Um, the door to the train's control room is locked, but you are able to go outside and pull the smashed remains of the train's car, the train car's windshield out, allowing you to climb inside. When the train was hit from behind, it caused the cars of both trains to accordion together, sending them sliding almost sideways down the tunnel into each other until this particular car got wedged in a narrow spot and caused the massive and jagged pileup behind it. As you enter the control room, you see that the driver of the train has been crushed to death by the front of the train as it smashed into the side of the tunnel and got wedged in. You try not to look too closely at his flattened and gore drained shell or the pool of mess under what's left of his seat. Ooh. Checking the area, you see a map of the trains the train lines on one wall. And note that the train was headed into the city before it crashed. That makes sense to you, as you would have been travelling from your house in a suburb to your office in the city during the morning rush. Looking around for some looking around some more, you find stock stocked first aid kit a proper flashlight a crowbar some signal flares and a large fire extinguisher and a working cb radio you also find that the trains operating the train operator's book bag and his lunch in it and you help yourself to the content seeing as he won't miss it anytime soon you're actually surprised that it tastes so good given that you've eaten in a small room with horribly mangled corpses just a few feet away after eating you wrap up your wounds wrap Up your wounds in proper bandages and down a couple of pain pills and a no-dose. Down a couple of pain pills and a no-dose. Oh, is that something to, like, keep you awake? Okay. You're pretty sure you don't want to fall asleep in here regardless of the head injury. Okay, I think that's what that is. You definitely don't feel safe down here in the tunnel of death. Packing the first aid kit, flashlight, and signal flares in the book bag You heft the crowbar in your hand and check out the CB radio. Unfortunately, it is not the portable kind, but it's definitely worth trying to call for help. You consider trying to take the large fire extinguisher, but you're not sure about the weight versus utility. It can wait until you're ready to leave, so you decide to address it again after trying the radio. Again, we only have one other option. Try the CB radio. So let's go ahead and try it. Damn, not a whole bunch more reading. All right, this is like not that fun, but hopefully you're having fun. Uh, after a while of trying the current channel you get no response you try calling out to the other channels just when you're ready to give up you dial channel 7 and hear a voice on the other end help i've been in a subway train wreck you say over the comm this is officer main of the third precinct who is this over uh my name is greg bradley you identify oh (laughs) Uh, my name is greg bradley you identify yourself I'm on a wrecked subway car down the tunnels. I don't know where exactly. Everyone on board is either dead or gone. You hear an awkward pause on the other side of the comm. Then the Officer, then officer Main's voice comes back on, slow and grim. Listen, Greg, there's no easy way to tell you this, but the whole world has gone to shit, just like that train down there. Some sort of terrorist bioweapon released on the city this morning. A poisonous gas or virus or the like. It's caused... It causes those exposed to suffer death-like symptoms, including a semi mortis like state. And then they go crazy with cannibalistic rage, just like the zombies in them movies. And just like those movies, if you get hit by them in the head and destroy their brain, that's the only way to put them down for good. Also, if you get bit by one, you got roughly 10 minutes before you're one of them yourself. Though I did hear this one guy Actually, lasted three hours before he changed. You haven't been bitten now, have you? He asked, pausing for a reply. No, you said quickly, not wanting to lose contact with what could possibly be the last living soul in the city. All right then. Here's what you need to do: follow the tracks to the first station and get to the streets above. The first thing you need to do is avoid contact with any zombies. Next, you need to get your bearings and know where you are in the city. Get a street map if you can. Then find. a pry bar or tire iron and drop yourself into the nearest center of the city manhole cover it has to be one in the center of main street not a side street or manhole covered near the curb and unless you're lou F... something some person you need to you you'll need the tire iron to lever up the 175 pound manhole cover obviously a light is going to be handy down there too you still with me, he asked. Uh, yeah, I understand, you reply, more than a little apprehensive about the plan to go down into more dark tunnels with ravaging cannibalistic zombies lurking about. Good. Once inside, set the manhole cover back behind you. This should keep the zombies from following you in, unless you really piss them off for some reason. There shouldn't be any zombies in the sewer tunnels, or if there are, there'll be a hell of a lot less than there are on the streets. Once in the main sewer line, just follow it like you would the streets above to our precinct house here on 3rd and Spring Street. You'll see the street names marked at each intersection of the tunnel, and they run directionally under the center of most streets. Once you get to the 3rd, once you get to 3rd and Spring Street, you'll need to be careful. The zombies are thick in this area, but we're nice and safe here in the precinct house, like a fortress here and well armed. So you don't got to worry once you're inside. You just have to make a dash from the street to the door you're, uh, you good at running, right? Over. I'm injured. I got a head wound, you reply, but I suppose I can run a short distance, all right? Uh, what about the hospitals, though? I think I really need medical attention rather quickly. Uh, over. No, don't go to any hospital. They are overrun with the dead and undead. We have medical supplies here in a triage unit with doctors and surgeons. Get yourself here and we can help you. You hear? yeah thanks for the information i'll try to get to you you say not really certain about it just yet good luck over now again we only have one one option take a moment and give yourself and give thought to the situation after giving some thought you conclude that you have a number of things to consider if the city really is overrun with zombies then you'll need more than a crowbar to survive you'll need real medical attention pretty soon The third precinct seems to offer both and is in the direction the train was going. Then there is your home and family. You don't remember anything of them yet, but perhaps seeing one of them in person will trigger the return of your memories. You know they must love you and wonder if they are safe. Has the attack spread into the suburbs or is it contained in the city? What if it spreads further? Is this the only city to be attacked? Are there more cities across the country facing the zombie threat? You're not entirely sure how far your home is from the city. Uh, but you think you have just over 40 minute commute. Yeah, that sounds right. You try to work out in your head how far it would be in miles if you estimate the average speed of the train. When it occurs, you have to just look at the lines on the map of the wall of of the control room. There you will see that your suburb is 26 miles from the Summit Station. You presume under Summit Tower where you work. Taking a green line from Summit Station to Fairmount Station and from there the yellow line to Suburbia Station. Now all you need to know is where the green line, where on the green line you are currently, which you won't find out until you walk in one direction or the other to the station. Looking at your new watch, you see that it is now 6:35 p.m. With this weight on your mind, time for some options. Uh, take the heavy fire extinguisher and continue heading further into the city in the direction of the, the train was going. Leave the fire extinguisher and continue heading further into the city. Take the fire extinguisher and head back the way you came in the direction the train was coming from. Leave the heavy fire extinguisher and head back the way that you came. Okay. Let's think about this. Oh, also, side note. The the link to play this game, if you want to, like, play along, will be in the description. Um, And also, uh, these episodes are probably going to be a little bit longer than they normally are, since there's just a lot of me reading and not a lot of, like, commentary. Do you know what I mean? Um. With that being said, let's see. Take the fire extinguisher and continue heading further into the city in the direction the train was going. So I assume that's towards... All I know is that I just need to... I want to get to the third precinct as soon as possible. Fuck my family. Um, the guy said that this is like a worldwide terrorist attack. Uh, whatever, right? I think that's what he said. And I think that's probably what's best. I keep like itching my nose. I'm not sure why. Okay. Um... I want to leave the fire, fire extinguisher. No, because I feel like he, he said that he needs a weapon, but it's heavy. But he does have to run. But if the coast is clear, then he can just drop it. Okay, so we're going to take the fire extinguisher and continue head, heading further into the city in the direction the train was going. Okay, yeah, that feels smart. Leaving the wrecked subway train, you move carefully through the silent darkness of the tunnel, heading further into the city. After moving without incident for 20 minutes, you suddenly hear a low moaning from ahead and feel your heart begin to race. Boom, 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 boom. You guys like these sound effects? Uh, you really want to turn turn out your light and hide, but you need to see. All right, we have no options. Continue on. You cautiously move through the silence of the tunnel, carefully as you go through. You'd rather be anywhere else in the world than here right now, and the temptation to just give up, lie down, and die is almost overwhelming. You've never been prone to anxiety attacks, but this shit certainly has you on the edge. That would be me. I always tell people, if I was in a zombie apocalypse, I'm not, like, I don't have the will to, like, live like that. Like, I'm... Peace! Sayonara! Like, like if I'm with people, and they're like, we need to, like, sacrifice somebody as a distraction. Me! I'll do it! Me! I'll be the distraction. Okay? If I die in the process, that's fine. Oh, but Jaden, what if they're... The cat hair flying around. Oh, Jaden, like, what if there's there's hope for, like, a cure? I don't want to wait for that. Who knows how long that's going to be? Just kill me now. Anyways, after traveling for what you thought was at least an hour, you look at your watch and see that it hasn't even been a full 30 minutes. Time flies when you're having fun, you think sarcastically. After another five or so minutes of plodding along, you begin to think you see a dull light in the tunnel way up ahead. Turning your own light out momentarily confirms this. I have to burp. That's nasty. Um, As you can definitely see a dull white glow in the tunnel. Maybe a station, you hope. Why am I burping so much? Whatever it is, you're still a way off. Perhaps a quarter mile or so. Again, we have no options. Continue toward the station. Oh my god, yay, more reading. Eventually, you approach an opening at the end of the tunnel, where it empties into a large underground subway station. I need to stop moving so much. This camera doesn't autofocus. Your heart sinks as you draw near and hear an echoing din of a large mass of zombies from within. You hover in the darkness of the tunnel, carefully venturing forward just enough to get a look inside. A hundred of some of the former subway passengers, all trapped in the rush hour mob and unable to escape the initial outbreak, pack the area. Half on the landing platform itself, and half down the tracks. Those on the track look a lot far worse for wear. Most torn up from the subway crash you just came from, or even other crashes further up ahead. They moan and snarl at each other, jostling and crowding toward the edge of the loading platform. Trying trying most ineffectively at climbing at the four-foot ledge, occasionally one does manage to get up but is quickly pulled back down by the rest trying to climb over its back. Uh you are reminded of a bucket of crabs. You remember once seeing seeing one in Maine. There's another memory. You don't need to put a lid on a full bucket of crabs. They all try to climb over each other. The moment one gets to the top, it is collectively grabbed by the rest and dragged back down to the bottom of the bucket. This why are we thinking about this? You snap out of your reflection. And focus on the area itself. Thank you. The zombies don't see you yet. You doubt they'll hear you, th- you doubt they'll hear you over all the clamor, unless you did something to intentionally distract. Att- Jesus Christ! Intentionally attract their attention. Okay, we're gonna skip ahead a little bit. Um, I'm gonna like quickly read through this and like give you guys a summary if anything important happens. Uh. No, nothing important happens. Okay. Uh, You basically get to a certain point of the exit of the tunnel and you were like really quiet. Um, You could also try to sneak past the horde altogether while they are distracted in order to continue further down the tunnel toward the center of the city. If the rest of the stations are like this one, though, you'll have to deal with getting out of the tunnel sooner or later. You could also just turn around and head back the way you came instead of trying to leave the city altogether. Rather than move any deeper into it. You weigh your odds. After weighing your odds, you... all right, Option time. Make a run for the turnstile gate through the zombie horde. Use the heavy plank, like a battering ram, to bull rush your way through the zombie horde to the turnstile gate. Try to sneak unnoticed to the red metal door. Try to sneak unnoticed through the station to the other side of the tunnel and keep on going. Turn around and head back the way that you came. Um... I I don't know. This is kind of hard. I'm thinking. Mm, I don't know. I really wish I kind of knew what this metal door was. The red metal door. But because of that, we're not going to pick that. So we're actually going to use the plank. And use it like a battering ram to push our way through the zombie horde. Uh, you pick up the four foot length of heavy planking. While it's definitely too cumbersome to wield effectively as a weapon, you think you can use it to front, use it in front of you as a battering ram to bowl through the zombies. Taking a deep breath, you rush out from the shadow of the tunnel over the nearest edge of the landing platform. As all of the zombies on the tracks are looking in the direction of the zombies already on the platform, you are able to get right up to the edge of the zombie crowd and brush past two or three of them before vaulting up to the upper level. The heavy plank clunking loudly onto the tiles as you do so. There is there is an abrupt silence as all attention is suddenly drawn on you, and then a roar of agitated groans and wails. As one of the, as one, the entire zombie horde starts towards you. Once again, you weren't waiting to see what they do, so you'd already start running full speed toward the t- turnstile gate at this point. Unfortunately, the zombie swarm has already partially blocked your path. And with them, you now actively move. And with that, they actively move towards you. You need to bust past five or six of them before you can get to the gate. Um, we're gonna skip that. The zombies look confused for a moment. Uh, holy shit, where was I just reading? The zombies look confused a moment as they attack the empty air where you had been standing. Once they realize where you went. Okay, so I think he like threw, threw the thing. Um, But trip over the heavy plank at their feet, tumbling into a thrashing pile. Not wasting the advantage, you scramble the last few feet towards the turnstile gate when something grabs your leg and thre- threatens to drag you back into the horde. It's one of the prone zombies. You knock it down in your charge. Uh, you had almost forgot about them in a mounting panic of your situation. Looking, you can see all four of them begging to get back up. But the closest of them has grabbed a hold of your pant leg and is now sinking its teeth deep into your calf. Shit. Um, you cry out in pain as the ugly thing rips, a, f- rips free a wide strap of your flesh and grins, mouth dripping with your own blood. You grab your crowbar, curse loudly, and slam into the zombie's head with all your might. A gruesome spray of wet gore splashes across your leg and the thing drops and pops like a melon. Um... Immediately, the zombie horde tries, tries to reach through the bars of the gate to get to you. Looking at the stairs and escalator, you see that there are no zombies on this side of the gate. Thank God. Uh, maybe you'll get out of this yet. The problem is that you are now bleeding from the burning bite on the back of your leg and are currently stuck holding the gate yourself to keep the zombies from following you through. You need something to jam it shut. Looking for, th- for the, heavily, the heavy wooden plank, you see where you dropped it. Damn! You should have used it. That just leaves two options. Sacrifice your crowbar to lock up the turnstile or completely make a run for the stairs, hoping your injured leg will carry you through, knowing that the zombies will follow, but only just a few at a time through the confined space of the turnstile gate. You've also lost your book bag. Damn. And the med kit. Damn. Flare signals and a proper flashlight. Though you still have the pen light on your keychain. Hmm. I don't think leaving the crowbar is a good idea. Um, let go and make a break for the stairs, keeping your crowbar. Jam the turnstile with your crowbar, leaving it behind and head up the stairs. Uh, we're going to take the crowbar. We're just going to, we're going to book it. We're going to run as fast as we can. Um, you de-ice, probably decide. You decide that you need your crowbar too much to leave it behind and make a break for the stairs, letting go of the turnstile gate and running as fast as you can, uh, as you can go with a limp. Two zombies immediately force themselves through the turnstile gate, but the press of those behind them get completely jammed up in the works. Thank God. One zombie even gets stuck between the turnstile gate and is slowly being crushed. As long as the zombies are all continue pushing forward at once, no more will be able to get through. Seeing this, you, two options, beat the crap out of the two zombies following you with your crowbar before going up the stairs. Flee up the stairs as fast as you can with your bum leg. Interesting. Interesting. I think Hmm. I think we're going to f- fight. Yeah, let's fight. Normally, you could easily outrun Wait. What is this? Okay. Normally, you could easily outrun the two staggering zombies, but the injury in your leg has has slowed you down noticeably, and right now you are only you're only just keeping ahead of them. You move a little way up the stairs to gain the advantage of the higher ground and wait with your crowbar to meet the two zombies. Um, they glare at you with frustrating moans and snarls, flattened out, flattening the trapped zombies in the process. When the first zombie gets head level with your waist, you swing for the fences and clock it in the side of the head so hard that its ear explodes under the blow and is sent flying over the sideways off the steps. It crashes heavily onto the hard tile below, and remains still for a moment, but slowly begins to right itself. The second zombie keeps coming and reaches to grab your leg, but you anticipate such a move and backpedal up the stairs a little bit more, giving yourself room to wind up a brutal overhead swing. Your crowbar lands on top of the nasty creature's head so hard that its skull caves in with a cracking splorch, and a bloody spray of teeth splatter your feet as they shoot out of what was once the awful thing's mouth. This is so incredibly graphic. By this time, the first zombie has staggered back up and is headed for the stairs again. You see a long red welt raise up from the side of its head where its ear used to be. You again raise your crowbar over your head and wait. When it gets up to you on the stairs, you kick its chest hard, sending it once more tumbling back down onto the tile floor. This time, however, you hurry after it and plunge The chiseled end of your crowbar into the back of its head before it can get up again. The thing convulses violently for a moment, then goes still. Before you pull your crowbar out of its skull with a wet sucking sound. That is so nasty. That is so nasty. You glance over the turnstile gate, relieved to see that the agitated zombies are still jammed up in their hapless... Whatever. All right, because I'm like low-key kind of tired of reading this, we're going to end the episode soon. Not now soon okay uh this okay so i know i said i was gonna skip some but we're actually not gonna do that okay um limping up the stair the stairs to the subway's main corridor you see the wide concrete and tile entryway in the subway itself and you can actually see an exit to your left beyond beyond a bank of narrow token operated turnstiles unfortunately a huge mess of zombies crowd the area both in front of the turnstiles and on the other side where the tunnel itself simply opens without walls to the outside. You stifle a gag as the smell of blood and death is overpowering in here. Looking at the floor of the main corridor, you shudder to see hundreds of ripped open and disassembled bodies laying, on the, laying in sticky footprinted track pools of maggot and fly infested blood. You force yourself to ignore the nauseating massacre and take in more pertinent details of the scene. Directly across the stairway uh, you just came up is another stairway headed back down. The sign over the stairs reads North Platform. You know that this is the stairway that leads back down the other end of the platform. You just escaped. It's a good thing zombies are stupid or they could just turn from the turnstile, gate you blocked, and come right up those stairs. To your right, the subway's main corridor goes another 100 100 or so feet and ends at another set of opposing stairs where a much smaller group of 10 or 12 zombies mill about the sign above the sign above these reads south platform and exit only respectively you know that the that they would take you down uh you know they would take you down to the subway southbound southbound platform no doubt just as zombies infected just as zombie infested as the north platform was. Between you and the far end of the corridor, about fifty feet away, there are three sets of doors. This is like confusing. Hopefully there's a picture being painted in your head, because there's not in mine. Uh the first door is on the opposite side of the tunnel from you, and a security door uh broken off the top hinges. It hangs open at an odd angle and looks bent bent out slightly as if it had been forced open recently can you tell that a door has been forced open recently like what indicates that it was recent other than i don't know the context of the situation um it has been uh it has a push pin lock lock in it push pin key lock in it Sorry, my brain immediately, like, wanted to try to do this in a British accent because I heard in it, but we're not doing that. But it doesn't seem like it can be closed anymore and has the words transit authority subway personnel only written on its face. The second door. That's just the first. Jeez. Uh, the second door is on your side of the tunnel, just a little further down from the first. It also has a security door closed and locked with a push-pin key lock and reads security office on the front next to the door itself is a huge smashed out window, creating a six foot wide four six foot wide, four foot high opening um, into the security security area beyond. The bloody body of the security guard hangs out of the window frame. The back half of his head apparently blown out from the self-inflicted gunshot wound. that would be me. Um, below the window frame is a scattered is a scattering of broken glass and bloody pile of corpses. Some, you note, with huge holes in their heads as well. You also think that you can see the pistol the guard must have used to blow his brains out, laying in the gore. You find the final set of doors, about thirty feet further down the tunnel from the security office, are the doors to the men and women's restroom. Given the circumstances, you have to rule out the exit. There is no way you're going to be able to get through all those zombies. They would tear you apart, like all the other unfortunates that are now littered on the floor. There's also no point in going back down to either subway platform. That would be suicide. You really don't have to go to the bathroom all that bad, so there's no point in getting trapped in the restrooms. Besides, you you can think of a lot more pleasant places to be killed by a zombie anyways. That leaves the broken transit authority door or the security office with the pistol. Given the distance between both groups of zombies and the doors, you estimate that you can get to either door before the zombies get to you even if they spot you you can sneak undetected however that will help even more so we have four options this will be the last option. the last we're going to continue after this option in the next episode um we have four options run for the broken transit door broken transit authority door uh try to sneak across the corridor to the transit authority door run to the security door and get the pistol Try to sneak along the walls undetected and get to the security door and get the pistol. So, do, so I definitely want the pistol. So those are our two options. Run to the security door or try to sneak along the wall undetected to get to the security door. I think why would we like go like if we run like then what? Hmm. This is tough. This is very tough i think because we're short on time like in in the creation of this world i think we're gonna run our leg is a little fucked up but i want i want to get the gun and i want to hurry up and get to the precinct so we're gonna run to the security door and get the pistol all right i'm looking at what's next but you will never know unless you're following along and you can see the choices and you're making the same ones Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 33 of the Planet Jaden podcast. Um, Next week, episode 34, we're going to keep playing this because this is fun. More or less. It is kind of a lot of reading. Thankfully, I can save this. So I can always get back once I get back here. Make sure if you are listening to this uh, audio only, you subscribe. And you follow the podcast. Leave a five-star review if you can. And if you can leave a comment, do that. If you're listening on YouTube... Make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe. If I made a decision that you don't agree with, let me know what you would have done differently. Like I said, the description uh linked in the description will be the link to this game so you can you can play too. It is a pretty long game. Um that that was even like specified like in the beginning. Um but I didn't read that to you guys cuz I like skipped past all that. Um thank you guys so so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.